Guardian angels and patron saints, pray for us. Well, it's great for me to be able to be back here with you all. I was away for a couple of weeks doing some camping with some, with some good friends from my past, a group of men who discerned our vocations together when we were uh, serving as missionaries and who were a part of a kind of an evangelical movement on the college campus back when I was in my 20s. So I uh, had a very good time with them. I, I only gained a few pounds on vacation. I managed to keep things pretty moderate. Um, put a few more cracks in my windshield and 4,000 more miles on my truck, but it was all, it was all worth it. I'm very much refreshed and, and renewed. In that time that I, that I, I consider very valuable, um, certainly as a time of rest, but also one in which I, I'm given a chance not, not really to escape from my responsibilities. Um, priesthood is a vocation. I don't take a vacation from that any more than a, a father or mother takes a vacation from being a parent. Nonetheless, there are these chances for us to step back from the daily responsibilities and, and take an opportunity to reflect and renew and, and get back in touch with the roots of our calling, our vocation. And, and I certainly try to do that on my times away like that. I think in the context of, of, that, of that experience that I have, I, I listen to these readings and they provoke in me a, a challenge. I'm challenged by these readings because what we hear, at least in St. Paul's reading, we hear this intense desire for the salvation of his fellow Jews. I could wish, St. Paul says, that I myself were accursed and cut off from Christ for the sake of my own people. It's hard to say what, what exactly that would mean. Is, is St. Paul saying, I would willingly suffer hell? Is that, is that what St. Paul is saying? If, if it meant the salvation of my race, I would take on that burden? If that meant that my fellow Israelites would, would respond to this invitation to salvation? That's a challenging, that's a challenging thought to me and, and to all of us. I think one of the things that's most challenging about that is that we often think of the spiritual life, the Christian life, as one is primarily avoiding screwing up. Don't sin. That's it. <laughs> when in fact it goes much, much further than that. We're invited into a, a relationship in which we participate in the life of God as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We are invited into communion with the Holy Spirit. We are divinized by God indwelling us. That's much more than how we not be so grouchy on Mondays, which is important, don't get me wrong. We need God's help for that. We need God's help in every aspect of our life. But we have to dream big. We have to feel the pain of the world around us and to see the confusion and disappointment and darkness and to, and to ask God, please, Lord, bring your light into this world. Bring your light into my neighborhood, my home, 
transform it. We have to dream bigger than just our own personal struggles, our own personal preoccupations. God wants that. Ask, seek, knock. You will find. St. Peter in the gospel today also utters a very strange prayer. What business does Peter have asking to walk on the water? Have you ever asked God to walk on the water? Probably not. I haven't. I, I haven't ever thought that might be something God wants me to do. <laughs> but Peter does. Peter takes a, a strange initiative and says, if it's you, Lord, out there on the water, ask me to come to you. Command me to come to you. Command me to walk on water. Jesus answers his prayer. Peter walked on water. To me, that's a challenge. Not to walk on water, but to dream big in following Jesus. Lord, command me to bring more souls to you. Lord, command me. Give me the strength. Give me the power to love you with all of my heart, mind, and strength, which I contend would be an even more grand and spectacular miracle. For me, a sinner bound in my selfishness, bound in my human limitation, for one brief moment to love God with all of my strength, and to actually love my neighbor as myself. I don't know that I've done either of those things ever in my whole life. But that would be a greater miracle, I would say. That would be a greater miracle for any one of us to love God perfectly and our neighbor as ourselves than if we were to walk on water. These are challenging Words. These are challenging events in the life of Jesus. One of the things that we can most do to awaken our desire for God is to consider when we do something like an examination of conscience, say if we prepare for confession or when we review our day at the end of the day, as we should every day, asking God to show us where, where are ways that I can grow? How are, how are the graces that were present in my day acted upon. When we do that, oftentimes it can be very helpful not to just think in terms of what did I do wrong, but what did I leave out? What did I forget? What we call sins of omission as we begin each Mass. We pray for the things that I have done, forgiveness for the things that I have done, and those that I have failed to do. And to that end, I'm just going to share with you a little prayer from one of my favorite saints, uh, St. John Henry Newman. It's a prayer that was taken up by St. Mother Teresa later, but he, he wrote it when he was living in the 19th century. And I'll share it with you as perhaps an opportunity to reflect a little bit, where have, has my love for God fallen short? And how can I grow in my desire to love him with all my heart, mind, and strength? 
and to love my neighbor as myself. So, St. John Henry Newman, teach me, Lord, to be sweet and gentle in all the events of life, in disappointments, in the thoughtlessness of others, in the insincerity of those I trusted, in the unfaithfulness of those on whom I relied. Let me put myself aside to think of the happiness of others, to hide my little pains and heartaches so that I may be the only one to suffer from them. Teach me to profit by the suffering that comes across my path. Let me so use it that it may mellow me, not harden or embitter me. That it may make me patient, not irritable. That it may make me broad in my forgiveness, not narrow or overbearing. May no one be less good for having come within my influence. No one is less pure, less true, less kind, or less noble for having been a fellow traveler in our journey towards eternal life. As I go my rounds from one distraction to another, let me whisper from time to time a word of love to you. May my life be lived in the supernatural, full of power for good, and strong in its purpose of sanctity. Dear Jesus, help me to spread your fragrance everywhere. Flood my soul with your spirit and life. Penetrate and possess my whole being so completely that my life may be only a radiance of yours. Shine through me and be so in me that every soul I come in contact with may feel your presence in my soul. Let them look up and see no longer me, but only Jesus. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.